Good morning. Today is Monday, the 11th of March. I'm Jacob. This is the Daily Office Morning Prayer Rate 2, read from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer by a regular person, not a theologian, not any sort of religious expert, just a regular person. And that's part of why I love the liturgy of the Daily Office, that it's meant for quote, regular people. So thank you for being here with me, for raising your voice with mine. I really appreciate it. Our readings for today are Psalm 41 and 52, Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 20, Hebrews 2, 11 through 18, and our gospel reading is John 2, 1 through 12. We begin, as usual, on page... 76 of the Book of Common Prayer. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. Because we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by following his laws which he set before us. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We, tr we are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. Psalm 41 Happy are those who consider the poor. The Lord delivers them in the day of trouble. 
The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. They are called happy in the land. You do not give them up to the will of their enemies. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed. In their illness, you heal all their infirmities. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies wonder in malice when I will die, and my name perish. And when they come to see me, they enter empty words, while their hearts gather mischief. When they go out, they tell it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They think that a deadly thing has fastened on me, that I will not rise again from where I lie. Even my bosom friend, in whom I trusted, who ate of my bread, has lifted the heel against me. But you, Lord, be gracious to me, and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you are pleased with me, because my enemy has not triumphed over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity, and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Psalm 52 Why do you boast, O mighty one, of mischief done against the godly? All day long you are plotting destruction. Your tongue is like a sharp razor, you worker of treachery. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear, and will laugh at the evildoers, saying, See the one who would not take refuge in God, but trusted in abundant riches, and sought refuge in wealth. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because of what you have done. In the presence of the faithful, I will proclaim your name, for it is good. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 through 20. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and to test you, and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord is destroying before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey 
the voice of the Lord your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy, for the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 11 through 18. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there, there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted 
the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed, found on page 96. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We use suffrages set A, also found on page 97. Show us your mercy, O Lord. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. Lord, keep this nation under your care. Let your way be known upon earth. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, Let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, Receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you 
through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, dear friends, let us pause my recording and insert into our prayer time together those specific prayers that have been requested by those we know or don't know by name or whatever the Lord has laid upon your heart. And we will come back together and pray communally and wrap this up. And I might have a few words for you about the readings too. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about the gospel reading. Um, this one has always kind of delighted and intrigued me. I was thinking today too, I would love to be able to do a little research into the readings that we use during Lent and why they were chosen. I mean, I, I kind of get that we are going, especially with the gospel, we're going back through um, certain portions of, of Jesus' life. I mean, the liturgical calendar very much lines up that way. And so we're reviewing now in the season of Lent some of the miracles and wonders that he worked, and then we will review his last week. And I'm particularly excited to dig this year into Christ last week. Um, I've got this book that I'm really interested in digging into by Borg and Chrisan. The last week with the Gospels really teach about Jesus' final days in, Jeru in Jerusalem. So I'm pretty excited about that because it has some good historical stuff. These are the authors of the heart of Christianity and the historical Jesus too. But choosing the other readings, especially the Old Testament readings, I'd, I'd like to know like what the thought process was there. But at any rate, putting this aside, um, this is Jesus' first miracle. And there are a couple of things that are interesting to me here. One is the way Jesus refers to his mother. Um, he says, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? And that's kind of an odd way to address one's mother. My commentary writer in my study Bible, um, which is the new Oxford annotated Bible NRSV version, says that it links Mary Jesus' mother to other women in the Bible. And you guys know I've been talking for a bit about seeing circumstances and opportunities for prayer and reflection and connection to God as symbolic of a greater community. So, for example, when I am asked to pray for a particular person and their um, immigration issues, I pray for that for that person by name because I think there is power and truth there but I also pray for all immigrants everywhere um, and kind of the bigger issues that that particular person represents so it speaks to me a lot here that Jesus's mother is kind of called out as a woman representing women and although not as much in this passage a mother representing mothers and so I, I want to kind of hone in on that and see the focus there. So 
then he says, my hour has not yet come. So he's looking ahead as we see him doing, as we see Christ doing a lot through the gospels. He's looking ahead to the time of, of his crucifixion. And despite the fact that this request does not align with the plan as he can see it at this time, which is very interesting because God is all knowing and all seeing, right? So it's almost like he planned to be unplanned in this instance. He acquiesces and with not just grace, but also extravagance and flair and aplomb, he performs this miracle where he turns these large quantities. I mean, the author of the gospel takes care to tell us how much water this was. And it was a lot, you know, into not just wine, but really good wine. And I think there is something beautiful about that celebration. I am put in mind of the Mardi Gras celebration before Lent. So here Jesus is drinking wine and celebrating with his family and his friends, I would assume, at this wedding in Cana, you know. His mom's there. I'm thinking the rest of the family is probably there and, and people close to them. So this is kind of like the celebration before the rest. And he goes on to do many other miracles. I mean, we're not going straight from the wedding at Cana into the wilderness um, or into the crucifixion. But I think that it's valuable to observe that Jesus takes the time to celebrate with his friends and family and that he also responds with grace to a request. And maybe that's why he planned the unplanned, so to speak, is so that he could model for us the way to respond graciously to a request that comes out of our plan. I know I personally, I am at my crankiest is probably, although not eloquent, the most accurate word. Um, one, when I'm tired, two, when I'm hungry, and three, when I'm interrupted. And so if I'm working on something or I am focused on my plan and someone around me interjects into that, I can often respond ungraciously. But Jesus responds graciously and he shows us how to respond graciously and that there is beauty and blessing in the interruption. So may we be gracious and respond graciously and find beauty and celebration in the midst of whatever it is that we are personally experiencing. Amen. I think that's all the commentary I've got in me today. I don't know if that's a relief or a disappointment, but either way, be gracious to me, please. And let's go on to pray the general thanksgiving together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. 
for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.